section ninety one of china japan and the islands of the pacific this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by jim locke of floyd virginia the world's story volume one china japan and the islands of the pacific edited by eva march tappan section ninety one social life in kyoto by william elliot griffiths social life in kyoto was the standard for that in good society everywhere throughout the empire etiquette was cultivated with almost painful earnestness and the laws about costume were equally rigid tea was introduced into japan by a buddhist priest in the year eight hundred and five and soon became a common drink the oldest tea plantations and the most luscious leaves are at uji near kyoto the preparation and serving of the beverage were matters upon which much attention was bestowed the making of cups dishes and all facilities for drinking was greatly stimulated by the use of the hot drink and when the potter's wheel was brought over from korea the ceramic art entered upon a new era of development flowers and gardens were much enjoyed and visits of ceremony were many and prolonged the invention of the fan was not at first thought to be an aid to good manners but it soon won its way to favour as early as the seventh century it came into use for personal comfort in course of time the fan developed into many varieties the couget or court nobles had one kind and the court ladies with their long hair sweeping down their back to their feet and arrayed in white and crimson silk had another in art we see that the dragon queen of the underworld holds a flat fan with double wings the long-nosed king of the tengus or mountain sprites who is said to have taught yoshitsune his wisdom and secrets of power holds a fan exactly like the old pulpit feather fans which it once was thought proper for clergymen to make use of the judges at wrestling matches flourish a peculiar sort while in war the white who received a thwack over the noddle with the huge iron-bone fan might lie in gore the firemen of kyoto and the men in the procession in honour of the sun-goddess at ise carry fans that would cool the face of a giant the earliest fans were all of the flat kind but in the seventh century it is said that a man of tamba seeing that bats could fold their wings imagined that the motion and effect could be imitated accordingly he made the oji or fan that opens and shuts this was a great advantage securing economy in space and ease of use another story declares that when the widow of a young tyra noble slain in the civil wars retired to a temple to hide her grief she cured the abbot of a fever by fanning him folding a piece of paper in plaits and then opening it out muttering incantations the while the lady brought great prosperity to the temple for thereafter the priests excelled in making folding fans from the sale of these novelties a steady revenue flowed into the temple in time the name of this temple was adopted by fan-makers all over the country 
as a shelter of the face or bare head from the sun for hats and bonnets were not fashionable in old japan for use as trays or salvers to hand flowers letters or presents to friends or to one's master as thoughtful defences against one's breath while talking to superiors and for a thousand polite uses to say nothing of its value as an article of dress the folding fan is a distinctly japanese gift to civilization it had many centuries of history and honor in japan before the chinese borrowed the invention in the cast of fashion the flat fan which too often sank to the level of a dustpan grain winnower or fire blower is in the lowest grade the chief food as well as the ceremonial drink came from rice this grain was imported from korea and very early became the standard article of diet among the upper classes the japanese have never yet learned to like bread nor is rice usually the food of the poorer people the best rice is raised in higo it is cooked served and flavoured in a great variety of ways and many extracts and preparations such as gluten mochi or pastry flour and alcohol are made from it the making of sake by which we mean beer wine or brandy made from rice is as old as the first commerce with korea it was the favourite drink of japanese men and gods the festivals in celebration of the planting reaping and offering of rice in the sheaf or hauled and cleaned and of the fermentation or presentation of the liquor to the gods form a notable feature in the shinto religion this sake or brewed rice was the drink enjoyed at feasts poetry parties picnics and evening gatherings like tea it was heated and drunk when hot besides the pleasures of music poetry and literature cards checkers games of skill and chance of many kinds even to the sniffing of perfumes helped the hours of leisure to pass pleasantly outdoor sports were also diligently cultivated by these elegantly dressed lords and ladies of the capital the ladies amused themselves by catching fireflies and various brilliantly coloured or singing insects by feeding the goldfish in the garden ponds or viewing the moon and the landscape the delights of the young men were in horsemanship archery football and falconry the art of training falcons to hunt and kill the smaller or defenceless birds was copied from korea and has been practised in japan somewhat over a thousand years cock-fights dog-matches and fishing by means of cormorants were also common a method of racing and shooting from horseback at dogs with blunt arrows was cultivated for the sake of skill in riding polo is said to have come from persia into china and thence to japan where it is called ball striking or da kiyu a polo outfit with elegant costume and the liveliest of ponies was costly so that polo like hawking was always an aristocratic game the warrior's dance had been described as a giant quadrille in armour the more robust and exciting exercise of hunting the boar deer bear and other wild animals was often indulged in by the military men in time of peace in order to keep up their vigour and discipline in hunting the bold riders and footmen could have something like the excitement of war with only a small amount of its danger this 
curious social life in old kyoto is quite fully shown in japanese art in books and pictures and the theatre and is a favourite subject for the poets novelists and artists on fans paper napkins lacquer ware carved ivories bronzes sword hilts and all the rich and strange artworks of old japan this court life can be pleasantly studied it was a state of things which existed before feudalism came in completely to alter the face of the mikado's empire and before chinese learning pedantry and literary composition cramped the native genius he who understands the method and meaning of the artist has a great fund of enjoyment the painter and carver or even the decorator on a five-cent fan tells his tale well and one who knows japanese life from its ancient and mediaeval literature as well as by modern travel and study needs no interpreter best of all however life in the mikado's capital is reflected in the classic fiction written in the middle ages and mostly by ladies of the court from a literary point of view the women of japan did more to preserve and develop their native language than the men the masculine scholars used chinese and composed their books in what was as latin to the mass of the people the lady writers employed their own beautiful speech and such famous mangatari or novels as the sagoromo genji isei and others besides hundreds of volumes of poetry in pure classical japanese are from their pens a number of famous novels the oldest of which is the old bamboo cutter story which dates from the tenth century picture the life and work the loves and adventures of the lads and lasses priests and warriors lords and ladies in this extremely refined highly polished and very licentious society of kyoto a thousand years or less ago those who would study it carefully must read mr chamberlain's classical poetry of the japanese or mr sayamatsu's genji monogatari miss harris's log of a japanese journey is a rendering in english of the tosa niki or diary of the voyage from tosa to kyoto of the famous poet tsurayuki the tosa niki book is a great favourite with native students on account of its beauty of style tsurayuki was appointed by the mikado to be governor of tosa after serving four years he starts homeward for kyoto by ship and carriage or rather by junk and bullock cart he left tosa in january a d nine hundred and thirty five and the diary of his voyage is written in woman's style of writing that is in pure japanese he calls himself a certain person and is a jolly good-natured fellow always when opportunity serves writing poetry and enjoying the sake cup as japanese junks usually wait for the wind sail only in the daytime or at least not all night and keep out of storms if possible he stopped at many places where official friends called upon him and presents were exchanged cups of sake drunk and poems written most of the presents had verses tied to them but the pheasants had a flowering branch of the plum-tree attached we translate a stanza as o'er the waves we urge while roars the whitening surge louder shall rise my cry that left behind am i whereat the traveller notes in his diary that the poet must have a pretty loud voice 
he tells of the storks and the fir trees which have been comrades for a thousand years how the passengers went ashore at one place to take a hot bath how a sailor caught a tie or a splendid red fish for his dinner jests at the bush of the man in the moon throws his metal mirror in the sea to quiet the storm raised by the god of sumi yoshi escapes the pirates with whom he had as governor dealt very severely and completes his sea journey not at osaka which did not then exist but at yamazaki near the capital there he waits for a bullock car to come from kyoto which he must of course enter in state as becomes a kuje or noble this charming little book shows first that human nature in japan a thousand years ago was wonderfully like that of to-day in japan or anywhere else that good style will make a book live as long as the rocks and that in those days the spoken idiom differed very little from the language employed in literature brave tsurayuki he wrote in woman's style really because he loved his native tongue and did not want to see it overlaid by the chinese in our days not a few japanese are heartily ashamed that their own beautiful language has not been more developed by scholars so much dependence on china has paralyzed originality and weakened intellect after fifteen hundred years the patriotic japanese feels ashamed that the literary and intellectual product of his country is so small and that the best work in his native tongue has been done by women no wonder he does not always take kindly to the fulsome flatteries of europeans who tell him what a wonderful fellow he is and how much superior japanese civilization is to that of europe how he really feels about the matter is shown in his eager desire on the one hand to absorb all the ideas and adopt all the inventions of the foreigners and on the other to bridge the gulf between the spoken and the written forms of his own vernacular end of section ninety one this recording is in the public domain read by jim locke of floyd virginia